This is Unleashing Leadership. I'm your host, Travis Moss, and welcome to episode 33. And before we get into what episode 33 is about, I'm going to warn you, we are not having deja vu. We are in the book Ideal Team Player, um, although we did cover this same topic when we did Team of Teams. So back in episode six or seven, we talked about getting yourself some humble, and you had to get yourself some humbleness because you had to be prepared to change the way you think about complicated and complex things. Remember, things you cannot control are complex, and you have to admit that. So now we're going to fast forward to the ideal team player, and we're talking about humble again. But we're talking about a little different now. It's one of the three virtues of being an ideal team player. So now we have to be humble, but I think we need to start to define it. We need to talk about what it really means to be humble. And so I Googled the definition. What does it mean when somebody says be humble? Because it's kind of one of those buzzwords that we talked about a couple episodes ago. You put humble on the wall. But what is humble? Right? It's... And I made the argument that it's a virtue. It's an actual thing. It's a, it's a definable thing. So we need to take it back off the wall. We need to make it a concrete, this is what it means to be humble. There is no uh, argument about this. And so the definition is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance of low social, administrative, or political rank, lower in dignity or importance. So this sounds like a very crappy situation. It sounds like the person at the bottom, right? There's nothing in there that really talks about being successful in managing your success and not being overbearing to others and that type of thing. So how do you, you know, what do high performers do? Are they supposed to sit around a table, play their little fiddle and say, oh, you know, we got humble beginnings. So anytime there's something wrong, I'll take the blame for it and eat it. Or, you know, um, I can't speak up, you know, I can't defend my own dignity. That's not what it means to be humble. In fact, I think you could argue the opposite, you know, and we're going to get into that a little bit. So I, I, I decided I would rewrite this definition to a modern use um, from a standpoint of, I guess that's not really fair. I'm not rewriting the definition. I'm applying it so that you know how to act as though you are humble. Because if being humble is being at the bottom, you're not going to be at the bottom. You're going to be at the top. So how do I still act as though I was at the bottom with the virtues of somebody at the bottom? Basically, is what it's saying. So I'll read the definition. Then we'll do some comparisons to kind of see how I said it. I have an awareness of my own importance, but do not seek to draw attention to it unless absolutely necessary. I act in a way as though... I am accountable to everyone around me. And I understand that I am not the most important person in the world, and I am not overly concerned with my image. A couple of points here. Let's start with it. Instead of having or showing a modest or low estimate of my own self-importance, I have an awareness of my own self-importance, but I do not seek to draw attention to it unless absolutely necessary. I'm going to let others around me shine. I don't need people. I don't need to be rubbing it in the face who I am and how important I am. In place of a low social administrator political rank. So you're at the bottom. Well, you're not at the bottom anymore. I act in a way that's accountable to everyone around me. When you're at the bottom, everybody's your boss. When you're at the top, you have less bosses, right? Treat everybody as though they're your boss. Give them that kind of respect. If you don't think they deserve it, they shouldn't be on your team. 
So you make the change, but you don't disrespect them while you're on your team. Um, in place of lower dignity or importance, I understand that I'm not the most important person in the world and not over-concerned with my image. If you are more concerned with your hair, your outfit, your speech, looking the part, you are missing so much. I mean, there we can't even get into it on this. We'd have to do an entire episode just on that. You need to be more concerned about what's going on with your team around you. What are they dealing with? If you got a bad hair day, who cares? That's called being humble. You can have the bad hair day so the rest of the team looks good. Surround yourself with people that look really good. You want everybody around you to be looking better than you look. And I'm I'm using that figuratively, right? Looking as, as it's not just looks, it's it's action, right? It's um productivity, it's that kind of stuff. You want you want the recognition for the team, not for you. Put yourself back in a little box, put that ego back on the shelf, right? All right. So that's my definition. The book then comes out and talks about, you know, what uh, they consider um, some different scenarios of being humble or not being humble. So here's a couple of them. Need to be able to laugh at yourself. Humor is how you get through when all else looks helpless. Um, <laughs> you're not going to be very good working with a team. In the book, they really get into the uh, management team and the structure that they create with uh, the three executives. And then they bring in a fourth at the end. And how fluid that is. And so I love that. And so I decided I would try to mimic that. And, you know, when you knock down information barriers, when you knock down the information hoarders, when you knock down the egos and the silos, you actually can have a management team like that. And it feels really, really good. And you get a lot of work done. Um, and you're able to work through problems that otherwise you wouldn't have thought about. But you got to be able to laugh because you're going to do stupid stuff. You're going to do stuff that after effect you find. Because if you surround yourself with really good people, they're going to call you out every now and again that you're doing something stupid. And if you can't laugh about it, you're going to have a heart attack, you know, or a brain aneurysm or something. you got to be able to laugh, man. Um, you are not being humble when you do the same thing the same way because you're anchored in pride. We're just going to let that one go. We're going to go on to the next one. Taking yourself so seriously. That's like the first one there. Um, you are not being humble if you overproject confidence or try to maintain control when you are not in a situation that's good for the team. And I skipped to this one instead of the, the previous two because I think it encapsulates those a little bit too. Uh, listen, man, just because you're in charge doesn't mean you should be doing whatever you're doing. When you are responsible for something and you don't know what you're doing. You have to raise your hand and say, I don't know what I'm doing. Even if that means giving up a little bit of control. That's what it means to be humble. Being humble is not, I'm just going to put my head down and take one for the team and grind through it. It's putting your hand up and saying, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I need help with this. If you want me to do it, understand where I'm at with this. And, and the risk that that brings to the team. And still, if you want me to do it, I'm happy to try it then. Matt, well, geez, you know, I just worked really hard and that should count for something. It doesn't count for anything. It really doesn't count if you just work really hard. If you were wholly inadequate for the position and you don't acknowledge that, you are not humble. 
And the funny thing is, is acknowledging it doesn't mean that you won't get the opportunity. Acknowledging it probably means that you'll get support. You'll get more resources. You'll get understanding. You'll actually get more accolades if you're successful because you've climbed a mountain. The great thing about humility is that it's about personal choice. Think about humility as if you are running your own personal fortress. And, you're, and what's a fortress designed to do? It's designed to keep outsiders, invaders away. You're trying to keep, you know, you're, trying, you're up at the top of the hill. You're trying to prop up your civilization. You're trying to show this beacon of safety, basically, or, or you know, control. Like, this is a good place to be. And so I built the fortress because of when, when all else fails, I can pull up the gates and I can defend the hill. And that's going to scare outsiders away, invaders away. They're not going to want to uh, mess with everybody because they're going to have to take on the fortress. And the fortress has lots of guns and walls and traps and people and all that kind of stuff. Resources. And it will cause them mass losses if they're going to try to conquer it. So you have a fortress and you're in charge of this fortress. And on most days, most days, like 99 out of 100 days, you want that fortress to be inviting. The gates down, the banners are blowing in the wind. The market's open. We're open for business. People are coming and going. They want to be around it. There's entertainment. There's lots of laughing. There's people communicating. It's a nice place to be. People want to be there. But there's also war mode. And every now and then, that one out of ninety one out of a hundred. We got to go to war mode. We got to protect ourselves from the outside invaders. This is back to our definition. You have to know when to use your position, right? When to show people who you really are. That's war mode. War mode, the gate's drawn. Your guns are showing, your teeth are, are you're showing how sharp your teeth are, right? The streets are empty, they're closed. You're, you're using the weight of your position. You're making sure everybody knows that you're in charge and you're going to defend. You're telling the outsiders, you want to come here, you're going to have to conquer me. You're postured in a way that everybody understands what's going on. It's serious now. There's no laughs, right? It's not time to debate and argue about things. It's time to get in line. Every now and then you got to be postured like that. But like I said, it's very, very rare. So humility is understanding when you should be bringing that gate up and, and doing that only when absolutely necessary and when that gate should be down and the market should be open and we should be allowing people to come and go and participate and have a positive experience. So humility is all about personal choice.